another vlog. Great to have you back wherever you're from. Uh, podcasting, Twitter, Instagram, the website, all over, wherever we've got our feelers out. Uh, we do appreciate your company today on this Wednesday midweek. Hump day, done and dusted, hats back to front. Uh, yeah, it's time to sort of get into the rest of the weekend. Now, this morning I had the pleasure of shooting out to the Maribyrnong Aerodrome, which is uh, where they do radio-controlled planes and uh, equipment. Uh, pretty cool. It's an area where I'm allowed to fly my drone as well, so I had a bit of a, I hadn't flown it for a couple of weeks, so it was good to get out and have a bit of a play with that and just sort of refresh my brain again, uh, check out a bit of the stuff. I wanted to try out my 1000 MD filter, I hadn't really used that, so that was good because I noticed me Free World 2000 MD just didn't clip in right, so I'm going to do some suss that out and see what's wrong there. Might, might be just not a flex in the steel. But there's a good little chance to shoot out, and wow, amazing. Uh, some of the really nice guys that super accommodating, all were really friendly and showed me their planes. Uh, neighbor here took me down, he's got a heap of model planes in and that was pretty cool um, and there was one massive plane there, one of the uh, gentlemen down there had this half scale biplane and it was absolutely insane, I think it was called a bulldog, yellow, black, he had to put it together, the box was apparently huge that come in that he had to build it from and it was pretty cool just uh, as someone that uses a drone, I guess more so for my photography and film side, to go back to my childhood when radio-controlled planes were like pretty cool and but notoriously uh, out of control and losing and crashing and all that sort of fun stuff. Um, it's still sort of going on. There's still a lot of people that are still doing that and to the excess. Literally, uh, like wings were this thick on this biplane uh, crazy, crazy setup to sex. Um, very, very cool. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he said it was a half scale, had a 170cc engine in it to run it. He had it up and he was doing barrel rolls and loop to loops with it. Um, it was his first flight, but uh, the gentleman is a uh, bit of a guru at flying these fixed wing aircraft. And it looked sensational and then come down for a perfect landing. Uh, it was very, very cool to see. Something, and I've, I've seen the sort of jet planes and stuff. I've seen a couple in Perth where dudes were just hooking along with these jet planes, um, obviously unrestricted and uh, probably a little bit dodgily in a park. Um, and they're sort of yay big, like big suckers. And you think, oh, that's big. But this thing was massive to see someone spend the time and effort and obviously a lot of money to for a passion and a hobby that they really, really love. It's just really, really cool and it was and just all friendly, not like a who are you go away. Yeah, come and check it out, this is what we're doing, blah blah blah. Showed us all the stuff. A couple of the bigger planes had electric staff, there was a few there with batteries. Uh, here in that two stroke with the old methanol fuel into was a bit of a uh, I guess took me back to again, again, take me back to my youth. So that was pretty cool. And just great to see that they're still doing it. And they all go down. It's a great community. They have a lot of fun together. They talk shit and talk smack on each other's planes, which I thought was pretty hilarious. Um, and yeah, it was a really, really, had a really good morning. 
beautiful day. The clouds start had rolled in this afternoon, so probably not the best this afternoon. But hey, we're down there for a couple of hours. They all take their sort of what I guess smoker with them, a cup of tea, the tables and benches, and they and they all share information with each other. It's a very close community that's really supportive of each other, which is. I guess in hobbies it's tricky to find. You know, in photography it's very much the same that I've found. I have, it's very rare that I've asked uh, guys that or, or ladies a question about photography that you don't really get an answer for. Sometimes you get a little bit, you do get some snottier ones, I guess. But in general, the photography community is very much similar. Uh, I've got some good friends in Mark Holtz who does the vintage lenses. He's always been really super helpful. And the boys in video over in Ingaf, over in England, I definitely want to catch up with those boys and catch, have a beer with both of them one day when COVID finishes. So, uh, look, great day, great to see a different side of things. We all know how big drone, big drones are, and I think it's we look at that where drones realistically started from as this this fixed wing, petrol engine, radio controlled planes and helicopters and all those sort of things. And those biplanes just look absolutely gorgeous when they're flying and barrel rolling. Uh, there was a couple there who were just doing spins and rolling. It was really, really cool. So had a, had a, it was a really cool morning. A little bit, put me a little bit behind this morning uh, today, but uh, had a ball and it was good fun. If you have a model aircraft um, facility in your area, your local suburb, whatever, Go check it out. I'm sure they'd love to have you come and check out the stuff. And if you're into drones uh, or anything like that where you like to get hands on and you want to, if you're looking to find a hobby, um, and drones you can't really modify, the FPV stuff you can. And there's the guys there were saying that FPVs are sort of starting to come into them. They get some races and stuff. Um, some of their planes, they have races and they're doing 350 k's an hour on these planes. So... Pretty darn cool. So if you're a drone person, don't forget about that fixed wing stuff. It is a lot of fun. There's a lot of meticulous craftsmanship in these guys that have built planes and they built drivers. The hats and the paint jobs are immaculate. Uh, these guys spend hundreds of hours building these gorgeous things um, to fly around. And it is actually a, a lot, very relaxing place to be. And it was a great, great opportunity I thought to see another I guess perspective of the remote control world so again if you haven't ever had that chance look it up check Google Maps put in radio control uh, aircraft or whatever see if there's something local in the area go check them out it, uh, I'm sure you'll have a lot of fun and with your drone technology they like hearing about that sort of stuff and vice versa you may get some information that may help you down the track or give you something else, another place to go and learn your craft a bit better. Uh, these guys have a lot, a lot, a lot of knowledge um, that then can be transferred over to the remote control, especially in the FPV zone. I think learning from these guys who have never had uh, DJI's algorithms balancing planes and 19 satellites to lock your drone in the sill, these guys have to fly it, uh, very much like FPV. I think this is a good place as a starting point or something different to what you're doing. If you're into FPV, you could easily transfer that DJI FPV system with the goggles into a plane and you could run it that way, fly the plane using the goggles. I talked to a few boys about that. Um, now, they also mentioned that they do lose a few planes. A few guys have lost 
thousands of dollars worth of plane and I mentioned that I'm like maybe you should look at the air tags or the, uh, the Apple air tags or the tiles both of them are good good ways to go and track your track your plane down if you're spending thousands of dollars last thing you want to do is lose your plane uh, and those new those items Apple air tags are new but they also give you very close range uh, great reception and easier with most people using iPhones especially in Australia and uh, the tiles are cheaper, or not cheaper, but same price, but a different option that can work with Android as well. Uh, that can give you the same sort of thing. So I mentioned that, and a few of the guys even, oh, yeah, that's pretty handy to know. So I think they're going to look at them uh, to, uh, I guess, safeguard their investment. So that was pretty cool. I got knowledge, hopefully helped out a little bit with a few other little things. So that was cool, and took some shots. So I'll try and should quickly get one of my shots edited up and chuck it on the thumbnail for you to see this big uh, yellow biplane it was pretty cool. Radio, uh, obviously big news was, of, well, I guess yesterday was Bill and Melinda Gates uh, getting divorced. Uh, never good. Uh, unfortunately, to my own silly fault, I've been divorced and it's no fun. Uh, no matter how good or well it goes, it's still a gut-wrenching, hard time for anyone's life. Uh, so yeah, for those guys, I do feel for both of them. Uh, it looks like that's a mutual thing, which is good uh, in, re in regards to well, they've got kids, so I'm, thinking, I'm sure they're gonna mutually get this nutted out and sorted. It won't be drawn through the courts and all the dramas that some of them have. Um, so that, I guess, in essence, is probably a good thing to hear. I guess what everyone's talking about, no one's really caring about their poor old feelings and I do, I do feel for both of them, it's never a good time. Uh, I've experienced it, so I do know how much, I guess, hurts probably going through and what they're probably feeling. And it's not never a fun time. I don't think they're thinking about money at the moment. Um, they'll obviously love for a long time. 27 years together is a massive, massive commitment. Um, and yeah, he's got plenty of money. I'm sure she's going to get plenty of money out of it. I think they're going to not have to ever worry about paying bills. Uh, whether he then isn't in the top five richest, again, I don't think he's that sort of person. He really cares. He knows he's successful. Microsoft is still doing very well. Uh, he's been one of the richest men on the planet for m many, many years, uh, given a lot away in healthcare and stuff like that. So, look, uh, yeah, apologies, but I guess imagine what divorce it's 50 50 she could realistically end up with 90 billion and possibly defrone um miss bezos's or jeff bezos ex-wife uh as the richest woman in the world so that's i guess the, the other side of the coin as well so some big money involved and you've got a 180 billion dollar i guess family trust i'm pretty sure that's where they got it I think they originally early on they said they're going to give it all away and not leave much for their kids anyway. Um, so they, they've said they're going to continue on the trust, uh, their foundation, which is, does a lot of health stuff in Africa and with viruses and, and sickness. So that's fantastic. Um, great to see them being very mature and getting it done. So yeah, big, big news though, all across the world. Now, um, Last year, I jumped into, and for you guys that do listen, if you're listening now, so he's pointing my hands because you're only listening. Um, but for last year, I decided to jump into the deep end and go in the Roadcast uh, 2020 uh, competition, basically set up a podcast. Uh, 
We've been going now, I think we've had nearly over 2,000 plays, which is just amazing. I do appreciate everyone that does listen. Uh, we've got about six or seven regulars that listen. Uh, yeah, it's in every country. A lot of these guys are from the States. Uh, there's a lot of guys from Europe as well, uh, and a lot of from Australia. I do appreciate this all. Thank you very much. Um, well, that's starting again. So if you've ever thought about it, um, from my point of view, through Anchor was super, super easy. I don't have to pay anything to set it all up. I think it splits it out to seven different podcast uh, apps or companies. Uh, I just do my daily show and I just take it from a video of this and then transfer it into uh, a podcast so you can listen. So that's why I try to be as descriptive as much as I can when I am talking. I don't want to just put pictures and stuff. Uh, try to convey that message as much as possible. Now, so the broadcast started it's the 5th today, as of today, and you've got till June the 23rd to get it in. It's a one to two minute uh, podcast, so you can try and make it exciting, uh, put your big ideas, what you want to do with the podcast. If you've ever thought about making a podcast, it cannot be simpler. Uh, you need a laptop, you can literally, for 150 bucks, buy one of those Rode USB-A uh, micro uh, microphones, plug it in inside of your computer and you can actually just record straight to Anchor uh, if you want. You can record it straight in there, they'll set it all up and do it. Uh, put a thumbnail up or uh, give yourself a logo or a picture and do your thing. Put a bit of a, uh, as I do, just put put the information that I sort of got written down for my, my daily things and put it across. It doesn't have to be daily, it can be weekly, it can be monthly, whatever you want to do, this is a great way to jump in. Uh, get a chance to win some fantastic prizes from Road. Uh, they do their annual Roadcast. They also do their video one every year. So pretty exciting. Uh, good luck. Um, if you are going to enter, go for it. It's great. Road are a fantastic Australian company, so it's always good to see them helping out uh, and spreading their good fortune around the world. Uh, it's a lot of fun. It's exciting, it gives you something, I guess, to push and have a crack through, get your family and friends to vote for you. There's ones there, the more votes you get, the more chance you get of winning. There are, again, there's some great prizes. But I think it's a good opportunity to just to push yourself into actually going and doing something. So go check out road.com.au. You'll be able to get all the details, uh, what you need to do. You'll get a starters kit to tell you what you have to do, what's going to be in there at the start of each podcast uh, for this one to two minutes and then how, where you've got to upload it to or all the information. So that starts today. You've got to June 23rd to get your entry in. So you get a fair bit of time, don't rush. The sooner you get in, the sooner you get people voting for you and good luck to everyone. I had a ball out of the last year and I've got this lovely community that I'm dealing with every day. And I do thank you for that support. It's been a fun little ride. Something different for me. Uh, something I never thought about doing. Um, I did do a bit of radio with baseball in Darwin when I was, uh, many years ago. Uh, but yeah, I think podcasting actually offers a lot. Um, I guess from watching Joe Rogan, I sort of got really into the podcasting and how actually beneficial and good and creative it can be. So... Want some ideas? There's plenty of podcasts to go check out. People like Hamish and Andy, Joe Rogan is the best on the planet. Uh, pretty hard to beat that. There's plenty of others that you could get inspiration off and see how they do it to give you some ideas on how to do yours. So 
broadcast for 2021. Good luck. Now, Apple, better get my notes for this one. Um, over on Unbox Therapy, a big one today. They somehow got hold of what is possibly a, uh, basically just about a finalized version of the iPhone 13 Max. They're saying it's, it's not far off being ready to rock and roll for Apple. So huge, huge difference in this one. The main body pretty much stays the same, but the lenses are grown exponentially. So we're looking at uh, from the iPhone 12 Pro Max, they were 14.10 mils, up to 16.9 millimeters for the 13 Pro Max in this mock-up that they got sent. So pretty darn cool. That's a 20% increase in lens size. Uh, very, very huge. The ultra-wide is going to go from a five-piece f2.4, which is okay, but not really. it was never good in low light, and I found that a lot, um, to a six-piece f.18. Now, I think the standard and the zoom are 1.6 aperture, so 1.8, going to be fantastic for low light, be able to go wide as well, get that low light, uh, especially for me as a landscape uh, photographer, doing those morning videos when I'm doing the sunrises and doing the hiking, I like to go wide angle if I can, but try and capture it all in, it gives it a little bit more of a, a more fun feel, I think. F1.8 is definitely going to make a difference, so that's pretty cool. The notch is going to lose weight, uh, well not lose weight, but lose thickness, uh, basically they move the earpiece for your volume or for the phone it's going right up to the top of the phone that allows them to shrink it down a bit so pretty cool that's going to go from 34.62 mils down to 26.1 or so well, what's that about eight mils difference nearly a centimeter difference so that's a fair chunk uh, on that notch so still there and but a lot smaller Probably really not going to make a difference to us that have used the notch since iPhone 10. I don't even notice the difference now. Even when I'm watching a movie or when anything on a plane, I think you really switch off. There's very rare that there's much information on those far sides of the screen that you have to be watching. Oh, sorry, there's a guy getting killed over in that corner. I'm wondering you think, oh, there's a car race and the car's not here, but you missed the first second. So it's a very rare little stuff right here in the corner. Um, so I think it realistically, it's probably not too much of a muchness for me, but some people find it, they just can't handle it. I don't know why, but it's going to be smaller for you, so it should be pretty cool. Now that's a 30% decrease in size too for that. So as I said, the rest of the body is going to stay the same, but if you go check out Unbox Therapy, Lou and the crew, uh, we'll get, they've got the mock up there. I've got a photo from their Twitter there to check, so you can check it out. But there you go, check out the full unboxing of that and the full uh, story on that. So at least it's not 100% confirmed, but it's, from what they're saying is, where they've got this uh, mock-up, it's pretty darn close to where they're at. And they're saying that they might even, we might even get an early event for the phone, so I doubt they'll be earlier. I think we'll just get the problem August. We'll probably get that September on, on time date, like we should get every year, now that they're... I guess facilities are back up and running full steam. Now some other rumours that we might see a new DJI Mini 3 this year. Now that the 2S is out, the FPV's out, we have talked about the uh, Mavic Pro 3 coming out later this year, uh, but there's also talk of another Mini. Uh, there's a company called 
Hobson Drones, which is a Chinese company that it makes a sub 250 gram drone, very similar to the Mini. Uh, lots of competition. I think it's got a follow me in it, uh, follow me mode in it. Um, but obviously, DJI has the market with the quality and the software and everything else is pretty much spot the dog. But they're feeling a bit of the pressure, so we might be getting one. And we're talking about they did talk about possibly August, September. They get we're getting the new one, uh, not that November release that we got last year with the Mini 2. Um, big things they're talking about, obviously they want to do that tracking, which would be fantastic to do that. They need sensors, uh, so hopefully we get sensors at the front and the sides so we can do full, uh, like pretty much a full tracking and a bit more better obstacle avoidance. Uh, that would be cool. Um, very, very excited about that. Other than that, I don't think there's too much else you have to change on it. It does a fan, fantastic job, I love it. But if it does have tracking, uh, I would definitely consider trading it, selling on eBay and upgrading straight away to the next one because I think tracking would make a world of difference to the Mini. Uh, as it is, it's fantastic. I can fit it straight into us. A lens slot in my, in my uh, camera bag, which is perfect for us photographers. We don't have to carry extra bags for a drone, that's just silly. Uh, the controller is nice and slim, so I can slot in there with my uh, lens filters where I have them. So that works out perfectly well. But if you could get tracking into that DJI, that would be sensational. So look, good, good ideas. It, I guess we'll find out later in the year after June, July, I guess, how close we are to getting that. The, the rumors will become hotter and hotter. Um, but look, that sounds pretty cool, and I think it's a good next step for the Mini 2. It already has 4K, which is realistically pretty awesome. Um, I would like to see 2.7K two up to maybe 120 frames a second, or even 4K up to 60 frames, because when you are filming, 4K 24 is great for stagnant shots, but uh, when you are flying, getting more frames in does give you a bit more smooth when you go to edit and, and do some cuts. So that would be good getting 4K at 60 um, and the tracking would make a great evolution for the Mini 2. So very cool. And that's about it for Wednesday. Um, yeah, a fair bit in that. Um, yeah, condolences to the Gates family. I know the kids will be hurting probably the most in that one. Um, road, don't forget your roadcast. It starts today. June 23rd, you've got to get it in. One to two minutes, go do it, it's worthwhile. Uh, I had a ball doing it, and it's definitely worth a crack. No matter what your level. You don't have to win, it's a good experience to start off. Okay, doke, I'll see you all again tomorrow. We're going this way, that way. <laughs>